0: Welcome to Meditat Moments. My name is Chris Comans, and today we will talk about melanocytes. In embryology, we learn that melanocytes are derived from the neural crest and migrate through the dermis, possibly via nerve cells, and end up in the basal layer of the epidermis in a ratio to basal cells of approximately 1 to 10 or 1 to 30, while epithelial cells at all sites where they occur, including skin, are naturally proliferative, Melanocytes are not. Melanocyte numbers in the skin appear to increase slightly in response to UV radiation, although this certainly does not amount to proliferation. And the fact that mitotic figures are not seen in melanocytes in normal skin makes it likely that it actually involves the activation of existing melanocyte precursors rather than an increase in melanocyte number. Melanocytes in the basal layer of normal skin are able to produce melanin, which they concentrate in melanosomes and transfer to keratinocytes at all layers of the stratum spinosum via extensions called dendrites. They actually place these melanosomes over the nuclei of the keratinocyte and as a result effectively protect the keratinocyte's genetic material from external radiation Melanosomes are transferred from the dendrites of the melanocyte to approximately 60 neighbouring keratinocytes, an association referred to as the epidermal melanin unit. The majority of melanin in normal skin is located in the keratinocyte, mainly in the deeper part of the epidermis. People with darker skin phototype produce more melanin, larger melanosomes, and have a higher proportion in superficial layers of the epidermis but they have the same density of melanocytes as lighter skin phenotypes. So we all have the same amount of melanocytes. But the ability to produce melanosomes and transfer it is the difference. So that brings us to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. All this talk about melanin has to lead us somewhere and that is to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So cosmetic tattooists um, are quite well aware of the risks of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation on higher Fitzpatrick skin types and sometimes we can get away with tattooing some people and then other people we have a problem. So why is that? Let's just dive into that a little bit more and discover a little bit more about the causes of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation it represent, represents an acquired excess of melanin pigment following cutaneous inflammation or injury and that injury can come from our cosmetic tattoo needles it can occur anywhere on the skin surface so we know anywhere we touch you know this um, darker skin types or even from fitzpatrick skin type 3 with a needle including the mucous membranes Um, And that means the lips, that can be the biggest problem for us as cosmetic tattooists. PIH is extremely common and can give and have significant cosmetic and psychological consequences. So we know if that happens to our clients' lips and they have to um, live with black lips, that has psychological um, consequences on those clients. So we want to try and avoid that wherever possible. Individuals with darkly pigmented skin tend to have a greater frequency, severity and duration of PIH than those with lighter complexions. In the epidermal form of PIH, there is an increased melanin production and or transfer to keratinocytes. Inflammation mediators such as prostaglandins, E2 and D2 that enhance pigment production may play a role in this process. Now, in dermal hyperpigmentation, and that's also what happens to us, and not only do we get epidermal hyperpigmentation, but as cosmetic tattooists, because we're piercing through the epidermis with our needle into the dermis, we get dermal hyperpigmentation as well. That means the melanin enters or falls into the dermis via the damaged basement membrane that we spoke about earlier, where it is phagotized by the subsequently... um, Uh, The macrophages that reside in the dermal um, dermis and they're called dermal macrophages and they're often referred to as melanophages. Macrophages may also migrate into the epidermis so we know that and they're called Langerhans cells but the macrophages do go into the epidermis and they phagotise the melanosomes and then return into the dermis so they've got a full belly of melanosomes so they've got the pigment in there. Um, belly, and then they return into the dermis, but we can still see that colour through the epidermis. Melanin within the dermal melanophages tend to persist for long periods of time, years. Clinical features, um, asymptomatic hyperpigmentation, macules and patches range in colour, either from tan to dark brown, and that's the epidermal melanin, or from gray to blue to gray to brown and that's in the dermal melanin so when we see those colors that's because we've broken that basement membrane and we'll see start seeing those blue colors and the blue colors is because of collagen and well that's called the Tyndall effect and we'll talk about that some other time so I hope that's helpful for you so we have those dermal melanophages that like to enter The epidermis and gobble up the melanin, take it back into the dermis, and so we'll see it in those blue and brown colours. But we just need to be really careful when we're tattooing clients with darker skin types. So that trauma is a real problem for, um, especially for lips. So thank you for joining me. My name is Chris Comans. I've really enjoyed bringing this information to you today, and I look forward to talking with you next time.